welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. The A way of working, I think, and I only got to do it a few times. It so happens Teo is in that class. It was called a scene study workshop because nobody would do it as part of the regular curriculum. And the way I liked to approach scene work was as follows. So first of all, I don't know if we even started by reading through the scene. We started, we certainly started by talking about what the scene was about. And then each actor would then do an etude monologue. And that evolved. I used to interview the character. I mean, I, I started, when I first started, you would be in an, in an element of costume and you would sit and I would interview you and you would answer as the character. I changed that because I realized that I was forcing my interpretation on the part based on the questions I was asking. So it was a little bit more difficult for the actor, but it was a monologue about the character. Then I would have the actors improvise a scene not in the play. So the important thing is any time that you're building a past, anytime you're building anything that has to do with the play, you want to reference the text so that you say, you know, they in the text it says. I mean, that's the reason somebody's saying, I want to I, I want to build our first date. Well, you know, sure you can do that, but the fact is you need to have a reason in the text to do it. Not necessarily that you talk about the first date, but something in the text makes you think it would be important to know what that is. So it makes it more specific why I build certain things in the past. In Country Girl, she says, oh, you're what's-his-name about the director. Uh, you're much younger than I thought. Well, if I were an actress playing Georgie, I would say that line makes me think that she's done an enormous amount of research about him. So I think I'm going to build, I'm going to, I'm going to do an etude where, I, where she is seeking out information about him. So it's not so specific, it's just something in my mind makes me think because she says... You're younger th than I thought, uh, than I thought you'd be, or you know, than I, uh, uh, from what I've s seen or read, you know, that's all that there was. But I think it's interesting her, her building, the moment when she began to look at information about him, because out of it she will decide something. So, uh, but you, but it, at least, you know, there, there are things, there are things that you talk about, things that are indications that that must be true. So I'm not building stuff arbitrarily, but it's a scene. It's two actors who know their parts and know their relationship and know who they are. It's very, very free. 
And that's what you want. And the reason you're improvising a scene not in the play is because I believe Stella, when she said, if you take your character three places outside of the play, and you know how the character lives outside of the play, then when you come back to the play, you'll know how they behave because everyone knows. It's not just me. It's everyone that I met at the Stanislavski symposiums. Everybody said, and they quoted Stanislavski as saying, that as soon as you go to the words, all creative impulses are ended. The second you get to the words, all you're going to worry about is how you say the words, how you perform it. And so therefore you are not being creative. You are trying to come up with a performance. So, okay. So that's one issue. The other issue is you have a partner who doesn't want to work that way. Well, welcome to the world. You know, nobody wants to work that way. Uh, many years ago, I had worked with Kira Sedgwick before she left to do a movie where she played Julia Roberts' sister. And so she called me and she said, Milty, this is so interesting. I called Julia and I said, maybe we should get together and, you know, just talk about things that we remember about our father who was played by, um, <laughs> just forgot his name. Anyway, so, but, but she, you know, she, you know, and talk about it. And she said, Julia said she'd love to get together, but she hasn't called me. What do I do? And of course, my comment to her was, Kira, Julia Roberts can't improvise. I mean, what are you, nuts? I mean, she's, she can't get together and do what we now call etudes about life with father. And so she built it all, you know, she built it herself because that was the important thing. So it, the important thing is here, you know your character. Uh, Carson emailed me earlier or texted me earlier. He periodically checks in when he's lost. And so he said he got the character, but he, he got, you know, bad boy notes because he didn't know enough about the world of the play. Well, I, I, that's great. I mean, first of all, you're lucky you have a teacher that realizes that because now you say, okay, I, this is one of the things I have to know about. Um, I, I have to know about the world of the play. I have to know, I, I have to know this, or somebody's going to know there's something missing from my work. And the biggest thing was also to, and it did, it is I knew a lot about the world of the play, but I hadn't built anything specific as to a where I was, which was the biggest thing, I but, think. Yeah, that, but I mean, but that's yeah. it. But I mean, you know, if you don't fail, you're not learning. I mean, you know, Caleb has had three years of abuse for me. So, uh, so I mean, he really knows what's missing. Uh, so, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I mean, that's really the issue. It's so complicated acting. It is so complicated. There's so many elements. Corinne uh, once said, you know, it's like a puzzle. It's all there on the table. And it's, yeah, it's all there on the table. But my God, trying to put that puzzle together, Jesus. It's like you're sitting in the waiting room of a hospital and there's a thousand piece puzzle 
which is what they always do in hospital waiting rooms. And you know, somehow or another, if you put together all these thousand pieces, you'll have something you've always wanted in your life, a puzzle of the Eiffel Tower. But my God, if you've ever had one of those horrible experiences where you've worked on a puzzle, the when you find two pieces that fit together, you think you've died and gone to heaven. Well, it's the same thing in a play. You find two pieces that suddenly fit together and you think, oh, oh my God, I get it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Walker and I have been trying to think of other ways that we can help act. And we've come up with an idea that I really love called Conversations on Acting. And it basically is your opportunity as an actor to ask them questions. Our first guest will be Sharon Carnegie, who is one of the world experts on Stanislavski. This will take place on Saturday, June 3rd at 3 p.m. And anyone can join us. We'll be posting the link on our website, idontneedanactingclass.com on Instagram, and on Facebook. So stay tuned and mark your calendars Saturday, June 3rd at 3 p.m. Yeah. I think a, the, a big thing, too, with me was I was kind of so focused on finding an impulse, like a road in, that I rode that impulse through the whole thing. <laughs> and so he um, suggested to me that I break it up into beats and moments and work really specifically and slowly through each of those instead of trying to find an impulse for the entire Well, piece. that's a whole thing. But I mean, that that's another thing. I mean, look, my day two exercise is in sequence of thoughts. And poor Amanda's been working on the sequence of thoughts now for two years on one commencement exercise. And so it, it is, again, it is absolutely understanding that a monologue, anything, a play, is not words, it's not sentences, it's not one impulse. It is a sequence of thoughts. And so part of what you want to do is improvise the sequence of thoughts. And one of the things that you do, I mean, if I had an old script here from back when I was acting, I noticed I have little, like, slash marks uh, all the way through the script. Apparently, that's how I worked. But the slash marks are when I changed what I was talking about. And so I would just go through, and I always knew when I changed what I was talking about. Because, and, you know, that makes sense. I know what I'm talking about, and I have a different relationship to one thing I'm talking about and the next thing that I'm talking about. But I mean, at least you're looking at things. At least you're, you're looking at what is my impulse. At least you know you need an impulse. So, so the fact that the impulse was the only thing that took you into it, well, at least you had an impulse. 
But look, it's a lot of stuff. There was a... You, you see her when you see tapes of Stella teaching in New York and lecturing. There was a girl named Tara Bowles who sat next to her. And Tara was wonderful. And Tara sh showed me once this triangle. And she said, I have this in my notes. And so the triangle had character, circumstance, and action. And so suddenly, uh, suddenly acting was simplified in there is a character. They are someplace, circumstance, and they're doing something, action. Well, I just thought that's just perfect. And for years I kept thinking, and that's what I'm going to call my book, The Triangle of Acting. But, I mean, it's like when you think what you have to go through to build a character. I was trying to make a list the other day. And, I mean, I, I, there are so many things. There, I mean, it's the reason there's so many books on character. If you look at all the things that go into a character, the class of the character. Nobody talks about the class of the character, but the class of the character, the education of the character, where they're from. I mean, it's going to be different if you're from the Bronx as opposed to Dallas. I mean, it's just, you know, it's different. So all of these things are elements that go into character. Religious upbringing, feelings about ethics, feelings about morality. Um, you probably don't know about ethics and morality, Carson, but at any rate, those are like things that some people know about. You grew up in Las Vegas, so you have no idea what that is. But at any rate, I mean, that's, you know, but that's it. When you think what goes into character, it's monumental. I have been getting into, for some reason, arguments on Facebook regularly now. And, and so aside, aside from the argument that I had about Brian Cox and what he said about method acting, but I, then I got into an argument about high school. Somebody had posted something like, you don't miss the years in high school till you've been away from them. Of course, I went absolutely insane. I said, high school is punishment for sins of a former life. You know, and people said, well, how can you say that? I said, what are you talking about? I said, do you know where I grew up? Do you know what those people thought? I said, my God, they're, they're still there and they still think the same things. And so it's like, but I mean, that's the whole thing. You know, it's like you have to understand how complicated people are and you're building a character from the ground up. You are cobbling together a, a human being. And the, the joy of cobbling together a human being in a play that makes it better than a real human being is that it's selected. The playwright has selected a character in that world because this playwright has something to say. And so the playwright is using that character to help them say it. There are no passers-by. You know, there's people, I, I always think when I see a crowd scene or people passing by in movies, and I know they were staged by the second AD, 
And he gives them something like, uh, just start slowly across the street and then act as if you see somebody and then run. And all you see in the shot is somebody going, bump, 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 and then, oh, they have nothing to do with the play. They have nothing to do with anything. They're, they're scenery. They're moving scenery. Human set dressing. They're set dressing. They're totally set dressing. Well, we don't have that in plays. There aren't a bunch of people wandering. None of, none of the people not in the play, all my sons, wander through the backyard. I have to try that sometime. That's such an interesting idea. But it's like, you know, nobody with the, in, in Cherry Orchard, the peasants that walk through trying to get money from Renovskaya are there for a reason. They're not just people who happen to be walking through. There was a play, famous play in New York called 40 Deuce. Kevin Bacon was in it. About life on 42nd Street, and they were like hustlers and pimps and blah, 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 all that kind of thing. And so the sound designers thought, what an interesting idea this would be. We'll put a microphone out onto 42nd Street and just pump the live 42nd Street into the play. So it lasted one performance. It was a total and complete disaster because even the sound is designed. I mean, everything in a play is there to feed the play. Just because it takes place on 42nd Street doesn't mean you can have a soundtrack of the sounds of 42nd Street. And I think that's a relief. I think it's totally a relief. None of us have any idea if I'm going to be able to walk after class because of my neck. But uh, if I were to play, we'd already know because we went to the end of it. Uh. Oh, I don't know. I do not know what I did. I have no idea. Anyway, does that define acting for everybody? I Don't Need an Acting Class is created and hosted by Milton Justice. Producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music is by Jeffrey Kieser. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Uh, you can find us online, I don't need an acting class.com. And uh, you can continue to send your questions to Milton at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you back here next week.